Good morning, dreamers. It is December 14th, 2023, and this is episode 15 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, a podcast for dreamers by a dreamer. I am a stand-up comedian, actor, improviser, and I am documenting my journey as I rise to fame and fortune. And just sharing my insights and my stories and my experiences as I move along, which I hope is beneficial to anybody out there who is also on a path of going for a dream in life, going for something out of the norm, something unexpected, uh, something beyond the uh, run-of-the-mill path of life that gets fed to us and marketed to us since we are we lads and lasses. So last night I had an opportunity to perform at a new venue. Well, new to me. The venue's been around a long time. It was actually a sports bar that had a stage more geared for bands, live bands and Uh, You know, they had karaoke set up and, of course, tons of television screens for sports. It was on a golf course. Uh, It was in Mesa, Arizona, called On the Green Sports Bar and Grill. And it was the first night they've attempted comedy there. My buddy Andre, who um, I met at uh, the open mic that I hosted, uh, was able to convince them to put on a trivia slash comedy night. And he invited me to be the first comic to perform, which was a huge honor and a lot of fun. There, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's, there's kind of a um, stigma, I guess, as a comedian to have to do these kind of bar shows, these small indie shows where you're getting, you know, matched up with a trivia night or a karaoke night, or you're swapping off with bands or open mics and all of this stuff. And I probably shared that sentiment when I was first getting started because it is definitely a lot more hostile environment at worst. And even if it's not uh, hostile at best, you're dealing with an audience who's going to be a lot less engaged um, initially or at least not... most of the time, the audience didn't come there to see the stand-up comedy show. A lot of times, maybe they didn't e- didn't even know there was a comedy show. They came for whatever the other attraction was, the karaoke night or the band. Or heck, because it's a sports bar and there's a game on. So it's an interesting challenge as a comedian, and I suspect for any performer, to be able to step into those environments and start doing stand-up comedy when you're not only competing against a bunch of television screens, but you're also competing with a a different attraction of the night. So, you know, if it's a karaoke night, people came for karaoke, they didn't come see comedians. So once the karaoke stops, there's a high probability that the people who actually just wanted to do karaoke are going to be upset that now the entertainment that they actually came for is now being put on pause and now they have to sit and listen to some uh, comedian who they don't know uh, do comedy. So again, I think early on in my comedy career, I didn't enjoy those. I had to do in bar shows. I've, I've really shifted though to now. I, first of all, any chance I get to perform, I absolutely love. And 
you know, what I prefer, the ideal performance venue and circumstance. Sure, who wouldn't? And I have plenty of those, plenty of opportunities that are incredible comedy shows, incredible producers, incredible bookers, and, you know, the audiences are amazing and they are there to see the comedy and they enjoy it and appreciate it. But there is something very uh, humbling and very exciting now to show up in a situation to where it's like, okay, there's a bunch of people here. They don't know who I am. Can I make them laugh? Can I get their focus? Can I get them to engage with me instead of the eight other sports events that are going on? It's like they can look at this TV and see a bunch of UFC guys pummeling each other's faces in, which is very exciting. Or they can watch, uh, you know, the NBA over here, or they can watch, you know, NFL highlights over here or tennis over here. I mean, there's just so many other things that they could be focusing on. And I just, I love the opportunity now to just go, all right, how entertaining can I be? Can I be the most interesting thing in the room? Can I be the most engaging, the most, uh, the most funny, uh, most entertaining in general, because I'm now competing with multiple genres of entertainment. And can I get focused when the environment itself is not really geared towards focus. I mean, uh, you know, last night's show, there was, you know, one table of kind of elderly people 40 feet from the stage. I mean, not that long, far away, but kind of, you know, they're not close to the stage. There's a huge space between me and this table over here. And then there was a table again, kind of, off another 20, 30 feet away from the stage with just two guys kind of hanging out. Uh, They were there for the trivia night right in front of me, the other comics. So the closest people to me were the other comics on the show. That's always a weird demographic because uh, comics were not always the best audience members, Um, especially I know if I'm performing next and there's a comedian on stage, a lot of times I'm kind of in my head about what I'm going to be performing and kind of planning so it's difficult for me just to relax and be present and enjoy the comedians now last night's show I happened to go up first but I noticed when I would look out and see the other comedians that they were like in their notepads and stuff and they and they were also being supportive and engaging but I I know that I didn't have their full attention because they had to perform next and I know exactly what that feels like now once I finished my set and I sat down then I was able to just enjoy and be present with the comedians who came after me but that's because I wasn't overthinking what I was going to be doing. So I don't know. I've, I've just gotten to a point to where I really relish those, those opportunities to really challenge myself as a performer and to see, Hey, can I, can I get some strangers who didn't know there's going to be a comedy show who maybe don't even really want there to be a comedy show and, Not only do I have to compete with everything else, I have to compete with the group themselves talking to each other because a lot of times they're out socially. And so, you know, there's all of these tables of people who are out socially with each other who probably enjoy each other's company and want to have conversations and catch up. That's why they're going out and they may not really necessarily want to stop the opportunity to connect with the people they know and then again, listen to some 
a stranger, bald, white comedian on stage. So it was a fun challenge. I had a great time. I, um, I think for the most part, I was able to get their attention and do material that I have been doing. I didn't, you know, try to do a lot of new stuff. I did one new joke and it actually went uh, pretty well, but, um, in that scenario, I'm really more inclined to just try to do the best material that I have available that I know has been working. So really had a fun time. So enjoyed that. And now today I am flying out to Oregon. I'm going to fly into Portland and then drive down to Medford, Oregon, where I will be performing at another bar, ironically enough, called Chadwick's Pub and Grill in Medford, Oregon. Uh, however, I will say that this venue does not really, uh, uh, is, is not consistent with what I have discussed before regarding bar shows. So they have been doing a book comedy show here for a long, long time. I got booked to do this gig in 2019 and had a great time there right before the pandemic. It went really well. I got booked again to do it in the end of 2020. And then of course, as you may have heard, uh, we had a little blip in the world that caused a lot of things to get canceled. So my 2020 uh, show dates at this venue got canceled. And so I was really excited that they were able to start the comedy back up and that I was able to get booked. I booked it quite a while ago. I think I booked it maybe March or so. So it's been on my books for a good uh, nine months or so. Um, could have had a baby in the amount of time I, uh, between booking this and actually doing the show. So I will be there two nights in a row. So I'll be there, uh, December 15th and December 16th shows at 8 PM again at Chadwick's pub and grill in Medford, Oregon would love for you all to come out. Any of my Oregon friends or fans or anybody who's, uh, listening to this from, Oregon. So I think sort of the wrap up message to all the dreamers out there is learning to learning to find the opportunity in the circumstances that are not ideal. And man, gosh, that might that that might even be the that might even be the lesson of life is how to strive and how to have a good attitude when things aren't ideal and to view those as opportunities to challenge yourself and to challenge yourself as an artist, as a performer, as an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you're going for and say, okay, well, this is the circumstance that I found myself in. I'm doing stand-up comedy for uh, 20 people who all came for a trivia night who are all scattered throughout a sports bar and they were not anticipating comedy. How can I make the most of this situation? How can I be excited about this situation to go, oh, wow, this is an opportunity for me to challenge myself and to see if I can get some new fans and some people who appreciate the energy that I brought to that circumstance and actually get them to laugh and, and have a good time instead of maybe bring in a negative energy of, oh, this is a crappy bar show. Oh, you know, 
I deserve better or, you know, what, whatever sort of negative um, attitude or self-talk might be brought to that circumstance because your potential audience, they're going to pick up on that and they're going to feel that as well. And it's already a, it's already not an ideal situation and nothing makes a not ideal situation even worse than having a bad attitude about the not ideal situation. So, you know, we're, we're, we're on a path where we're dreamers. We're trying to trailblaze. We're trying to, uh, make our own way, trying to figure out how to be successful in a, taking a different route than sort of the prescribed uh, route. And by the way, I should just say this. If your dream involves going the prescribed route, then that's fantastic. Maybe your dream is, you know, you love the law and you want to be a killer lawyer or you love numbers and accounting and you want to be a killer accountant or, you know, whatever it is. I, I think as dreamers, we have a tendency to be a little snarky and elitist and I don't think that's necessarily appropriate in every circumstance because there are plenty of ways to be a dreamer in a traditional profession, in traditional roles. You know, maybe your dream is to uh, raise a family. Maybe your dream is to be a mother or to be a father. Um, and you just want to be the, the best mother or the best father you can be. And I think that is... Awesome. If that's what's in your heart, if that's what's calling to you, then that's what you need to do. And what's kind of interesting in our society now is like if a woman just says, I actually just really want to be a mother, like that's almost looked down upon now. And and I know women who I've met who go just like, I just really want to be a mom and take care of a family and raise a family. And that's my dream. And I think that is incredible. What's interesting is a woman who has that or as her dream is probably going to get a similar amount of shade and discouragement and criticism, um, you know, as someone who says, well, I want to be a comic or I want to be a trapeze artist or whatever it is. It, it's almost like no matter what path it is that you choose, there's going to be somebody who is going to tell you that you're doing it wrong or that it's not the right path or it's not possible or it's stupid or it, or it should be something else. And Oh man, I'll tell you, just, uh, if we as human beings could just really learn to ignore and cut out all of the noise other than that inner voice, that inner compass, that inner tool that is guiding us and prompting us. And, you know, if you're religious, it's the spirit, um, you know, if you're spiritual it's you know the universe or whatever that whatever that inner intuition is i've given up on trying to understand it or explain it or define it or to put rules around it and say what it has to be or what it has to not be um but i will say that when i have learned how to really trust what's in my heart and where I'm being led and guided to from whatever source leads and guides, it's always worked out better than I could have imagined. And it, and it, and I get taken care of. I get supported in that 
endeavor. And so whatever, whatever, whatever your dream is, no matter how ridiculous it may sound to other people, or maybe, maybe you were embarrassed to share it. Um, you know, I hear you. I hear that. I hear that. And, uh, I say, if that's what's in your heart, then that is the only voice that matters. Whatever you're being guided to, whether it's something big and audacious, you know, you want to compete with Amazon or you want to be a, a, you know, world famous actor or comedian or an artist or start your own business. Or if it's as simple as you want to know what I want to, I want to have a, a good job where I can take care of a family have a little money put aside and, you know, be able to enjoy time with my family when I get home from work. Incredible. Incredible. That's your dream. And I say, go for it with every bit is bit of tenacity and faith. Um, as, as any other endeavor or any other pursuit. So, um, yeah, I, I just know that I think sometimes, you know, maybe somebody like myself can have a tendency to be a little bit of an elitist because my dream happens to involve an artistic pursuit and a creative pursuit, um, such as comedy and acting and, um, good for me. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm up to. And that's the journey that I'm trying to share. But I hope that anything that I say can be extrapolated and applied to anybody who is seeking anything in their life. And that would make me very happy uh, if anything that I say provides a little bit of inspiration. So my lovely dreamers and friends and beautiful people, I love you all. I hope that you are finding joy in your life whatever it is you are going for and pursuing that you are finding successes and learning to navigate the discouragements and the setbacks and learning to alchemize those experiences into growth and positivity and more uh, determination to move forward. And that when you find yourself in a less than ideal circumstance that you're able to, uh, change your point of view in terms of what that circumstance means and even ooh, even if the circumstance isn't ideal your attitude can be oh come on guys that's quotable that's quotable I feel like I think that was original too okay I think I just came up with an original quote and it's going to blow up all over the internet. Hashtag, even if your circumstances are, aren't ideal, your attitude can be. That's way too long for a hashtag. You're right. All right, beautiful people. This has been the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, episode 15, December 14th, 2023. I love you all so much. Let's make it a good day.